0: Well, welcome to Vision Sunday. We are going to take a moment, put a pause on our Jonah study. And uh, thank you for all of you who've been letting me know how much you've been enjoying the study. And thank you for grabbing the books and just digging into it together. Um, So this weekend, we just passed out these cards. You can grab your card, hold on to it, keep it. This is a summary of what we're going to be talking about. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about where I sense the, the Lord leading our church together sharing some vision. Now, if you're new to our church or you're not a believer and you came like, oh my gosh, I came on Vision Sunday, actually, I think this is a great Sunday for you because you're going to get a chance to see who we are as a church. You're going to get a chance to see behind the scenes what what drives our church, what makes us do what we do, why we do what we do. So I think this will be actually have more for you than you realize. And um, so Vision Sunday, I want to start with um, a year ago. You know, it's already been a year since Mark Foreman, the former lead pastor, handed off the baton to me. Yeah, I know. It's already been a year. Check this out. Here it was a year ago. And uh, Mark was in Israel leading a trip in Israel, and uh, but they are safely back because obviously they couldn't go into Israel because of all that's going on. But they're back, safe and sound. Um, now, since that vision, or since that weekend, the handing of the baton, I've been taking the last year just to listen to our church, to feel for the heartbeat of what I sense God is doing in our community. So for the last year, I've just been watching. I've been listening. I've, I have absolutely decked my schedule with coffee times with people. So you're like, oh, what does Ryan do during the week? Well, I, meet, I have a lot of coffee with a lot of people. I'm generally very caffeinated. At some certain point, it has to go decaf. Um, but in that process, I've been listening and discerning, God, where are you taking us to? as a community into this next season of fruitfulness and ministry for us. And um, there's a moment in this last year that really grabbed me. And I want to share it with you because it has a lot to do with where we're going to go as a church. Uh, Do you guys remember the Jesus Revolution, the film that came out? Well, if you haven't seen it, you can watch it on Netflix. It's a great picture of this incredible season of renewal and revival where the Spirit was showing up. People were coming to faith. Everywhere people went, people were talking about God. And we had a panel here midweek, and we were interviewing some of the people at our church who were a part of that incredible movement where everyone is just talking about God. You're at the grocery store, at the gas station. You're even stranded on the side of the road. We were hearing about how Mark Foreman was stranded on the side of the road. And this guy with this big fro rolls up and says, hey, can I help you? And it's Orville Stanton, who's now one of our pastors, who's like, hey, how about I help you? And they were talking about Jesus together, right? This was the Jesus movement. You know, hippie Christians, you know, hitchhiking across the country, sharing the good news with Jesus. And as I was listening to these stories, it really just struck me like this is who we are as a church. This is our history. This is our roots. And I feel that God started to speak to me about who we are as a church from this moment. That God is calling us into a season where we own this about who we are as a community, that we own our history of renewal and revival, and we need to renew it for a new generation that more than ever needs to have faith that God is at work in our world and in their life. Amen? Amen. My friend has a great story. We were talking about revival, to a bunch of college students at UCSC, and he used this illustration, and I'll share it with you. His daughter loved to play this game. They played it like ad nauseum, right? Because kids just can do the same thing again and again and never get tired of it. I don't know how, but they can. They were playing this game. They had played it earlier in the day, and then later in the evening, when he's tired, his daughter goes, Daddy, can we play the game? And he's like, Really? You want to play it again? She's like, I want to play it again. And he was like, All right. Let's do it. Let's play again. And he used that as a way of describing the way God is. When God, when we look at the Bible and we see the amazing things that God has done, when we look at history and we see these times when God has shown up in radical ways, God loves it when his people can turn like a child on his lap and say, Father, can we play it again? Can we play that game again where your spirit is poured out and people's lives are being renewed? And that's what I want to talk to you guys about. I want to talk to you about renewal what it means for us to long for renewal in our life personally, in our relationships, in our world. Let's go to the next slide. So we've been in the study of Jonah and we, Jonah has this great picture of God chasing after this prophet, right? God gives him a mission and uh, Jonah doesn't run and say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. He runs the opposite direction. But in this story, as God is pursuing Jonah, we're learning about the way God pursues us. And we're learning how God pursues us to renew us. We're learning about renewal is personal renewal and it's spiritual. It's the way that God gets into our life and transforms us inside out, realigning us with himself in his vision for our life. And then when we do, when we allow God to do that, the impact that has on those around us, we were just coming out of the boat scene, Jonah's in the boat. And because of his faith, because he is honest about his faith in God, the sailor's come to faith. And that talks about social renewal. Renewal in the lives of those who are in our boat with us, those closest to us. But when that's happening, it gets contagious. And it can spread. It can go public. It can go viral. And we're going to learn next week. And we're going to watch as Jonah steps into Nineveh. And we're going to watch how God, when he's bringing renewal, brings cultural renewal. Personal, social, cultural. Now, I want to just Walk through what the Bible says about this and what this might mean for your life and what this means for this time that we find ourselves in, in our world. Let's start with personal renewal. In Titus 3, 5, it says this, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, What I love about this opening statement is it's so personal, right? This is about how God reaches into our lives individually. You know that God loves you as if you were the only person on the planet. He knows you personally. He has every hair on your head counted. He knows every... Range of emotion you go through in your day. He knows every thought, every disappointment, every hope and aspiration that you carry in your life. God knows the entire world, but He knows you individually and personally. Renewal begins with us personally and individually. And it's more than just an emotional makeover, it's more than just a new style, a new set of wardrobe, it's more than a new diet or exercise plan. This runs deeper. This is a vision of being changed and transformed as people in our life at the deepest core level of who we are. And it comes when we hear and accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you let Jesus into your life, he frees us from sin in our life. He frees us from living our life without God at the center of our life. And that restored relationship with God at a personal level can become a domino effect that spreads to every part of your life. All those areas of your life that you're trying to align and get just right with your master plan. With all of your effort, your best thinking, all of your intelligence, all your stunning good looks. See, when you get God at the center of the plan, when you get him at the center of your life, he begins to renew and restore his vision for your life, which is immeasurably greater than you could ever ask or imagine. That's personal renewal. It's not cosmetic. It's not superficial. It's not a new label. It's not self-realization. It's being saved in the truest, deepest sense, being renewed at the level of our nature, our identity, our desires, the very ground of our being. Now, this is not just a one-time moment, but check this out. Let's go to the next slide. Renewal is not just a one-time big religious spiritual moment, right? Like, um, it is a moment. It has to be in a moment. Like, my wedding day was a moment where we exchanged these rings, but Thank God that I am more in love with my wife 23 years in our marriage, and she is 23 times more in love with me than that day. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Because as great as that party was, and it was a great party, we had a salsa band, Primo, they used to always play over at the belly up. They came and played music. We did salsa lessons. Everybody was moving the hips. It was a blast. We had the best Mexican food you could get your hands on. It was a party to be remembered. Three hundred people dancing salsa. Come on, does it get any better? I don't think so. I don't think so. As good as that moment was, it's only gotten better. And that's because God's commitment is to not just renew us once, but to renew us again and again and again. Listen to this. Let's read. Let me read this. Uh, let's actually go back to. Let's go to the next verse real quick. Let's go. To, let's go to. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Now, I love that outwardly we're wasting away. Hey, we're all getting older, are we? am I right? Yes. We're all getting older. And this stuff, well, it's getting weaker. It's not what it used to be for some of us. Some of us, we're still rising up. Others of us, oh, we came over that top point right there, Right? But inwardly, that, that's, what we're, that's what the Bible's talking about. It's not ignoring the outward, it's just saying that is not the ultimate truth about you, this outward stuff. It's a part of you, but the eternal part of you, that's what God wants to get his hands on in your life. That's where we crave for renewal the most. Inwardly, we are wasting away, or outwardly, we're wasting away, but inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. It's an ongoing process, which is great news, right? You never get too old for God to renew your life. You're never too old for renewal. I had a father recently talk to me about the fact that he had lived most of his life. He was, I think, I think in his fifties, had lived almost his entire life without God, and he was sitting there going, as a new Christian. It's too late for me. I feel like it's too late. I've wasted all my life. Now, what hope do I have for my family that's broken? Because God wasn't at the center of our family, my relationship with my son. What can God do now with my son and my relationship that I've made a mess of? And I said, you never can count God out. It's never too late. As you surrender your life to Jesus, let his renewing power into your life. And let's watch what God will do in your son. Well, I'm happy to say that they're in this room right now. Father and son, his son surrendered his life to Jesus because he saw what God was doing in his father. It drew his heart to God in a fresh way. Isn't that awesome? I, I love this idea that it's day by day because every day when you wake up in the morning, you can wake up and say, today, God wants to renew me from the inside out. Where do you long for renewal? Where do you long to be transformed as a person? Let's go to the renewal slide. In the Bible, renewal is this word, it's anachinosis. And it means to be changing. I like that present progressive, to be changing uh, into something new, something different. How about this? Let's say it together, something better. Come on. Isn't there some area of your life where you're like, man, I wish I could be a better lacrosse player. You know, I wish I was a better accountant or I wish I could be a better husband or father or mother right? Is there any area of your life where you just says, man, I want to be better at this. I want to grow here. But the deeper place is in the area of the heart where we long to be more patient, more peaceful, instead of so anxious and wound up. More patient than irritable. More loving than frustrated. Are you with me? Can you find an area of your life where God is stirring in you holy discontent? The longing for renewal in your life. Where is that for you? Sometimes it starts superficial, but then God gets it to the heart where we want to be changed and be closer to him. Now, when we allow God to move us in in this way personally, renewal begins to spread. Let's go to the next one, social renewal. That's personal. Now watch what happens. When we are being renewed personally, right? When When we stop looking for the plank in the other person's eye, Ah, that's not it, right? When we pull the plank out of our own eye, then, gosh, you know what? The Spirit begins to move through us and becomes a magnetic presence in our life to begin bringing change to those around us. Social renewal. In Acts 2.17, you have a room full of men and women who are terrified, afraid to follow Jesus, afraid to stand up for their faith, afraid to go out bold with their conviction about who they love and who they follow. But man, When the spirit renewed them, when the spirit freed them from fear and began to give them bold, courageous faith, this moment happened, Acts 2, the spirit began to move and 3,000 families gathered together around this little huddled group of believers. And Peter, describing what they're seeing, quotes Joel. And it says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Now watch the all people part. Here we go. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Now I wanna ask you right now, how does this give us a picture of renewal? When God is bringing renewal, when God is not just doing it in us, but he's doing it in the lives of people around us who are right in the boat with us, what does it look like? Turn and share one thing that you see happening here that describes what renewal can look like in our relationships. Go ahead and share one thing. Just turn around, 10 seconds. One thing you notice about renewal in the passage. Yeah, I'm looking at the back row. I see you guys. Yeah, there you go. Share it up. Come on, bro. I see you, Max. I see you, Joseph. All right. You show sure you one thing? All right. What does this show us about renewal? I want to highlight just a few key things, right? Let's go to the next slide. When the Holy Spirit is moving... Number one, renewal is driven by the Holy Spirit, which means that renewal is not driven by human willpower, human good looks, human intelligence or technology. Man, those things are instruments in God's hands. And yes, God can use your good looks for his kingdom. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. But the power in the instrument is not the instrument Itself it is the Holy Spirit moving through that instrument, moving through our life. And when the Holy Spirit is being poured out, it's no longer human powered, but our hope and our faith is in a spirit powered movement that is changing things that humans alone can't change. Number two, the Holy Spirit used to be, poured, used to be relegated to just kings, prophets, and uh, kings, prophets, and priests. But in this moment, this is a special moment. In this moment, the Holy Spirit is being given to everybody, all people, right? Just say that with me, all people, all people. You're going to see it come up again. And all people is kind of laid out in these relationship pairings. What's right here? All people, sons and daughters, young and old, men and women, servants and masters. What that means is renewal brings a transformation in us personally. But if the Spirit is transforming us personally, it then begins to overflow into the way that we relate to each other, the way that men and women relate, the way that young and old relate. and it begins to bring us together in ways that before our differences divide us. but now those distinctions between us become synergy, become powerful and help God and, and allow God to leverage his spirit towards good in the world. It's a transformation of the way we do relationships because these are the boundary markers where tension tends to build in our society, right? Sons and daughters, siblings kind of quarreling. Come on, parents in the house. You know it, you know it. Got your sister who's been bugging you, your brother who's just never putting a toilet seat down. You know what I'm talking about. Come on now, young and old man. If those young people would just stop playing their music so loud, or whatever—I don't know what is it—if they would just get off their devices. Gosh, I never was on my devices when I was their age. That's because you didn't have devices. But you know the tension, for serious, for reals, that builds between these groups of people, right? The groups of people defined by gender, race, age, and class, these tend to be the fault lines of building tension and conflict that can cause seismic conflicts in culture and in society. Are you with me? But renewal brings the grace and and the love and the truth of Christ into those fissure points, those tension points and brings renewal where distinctions are maintained, but God brings us together as men and women to move together in sync for his kingdom purposes. Are Are you hungry for some of that? Anyone here hungry for some renewal in their relationships? Is there anything you see on the news that makes you hunger for renewal? Well, It's something that's for every generation, and I love that, young and old. It's not just for the young, and it's not just for the old. We're all coming together around what God is doing. And when this is happening, you guys, it gets even better. It spreads further. It gets bigger. When we start to allow the Holy Spirit to renew the way we relate husband and wife, parents to children, when we're willing to put in the work, I was talking to a couple this week who are going to marriage classes and they're working on their marriage, they're confronting the patterns of blame. Ever notice in a conflict, it's always the other person's fault, right? Come on. Amen, bro. (laughs) Yes, right. Because it is their fault. I'm with you. I'm with you. Which is why we need renewing. And they're working at that relationship because the Holy Spirit is prompting them to be available for his renewing work in them. And it's funny how when we're working out conflict with each other, how God always starts to bring it back to us personally. Isn't that true? There's the plank again. Yeah, that's been a theme for us. It keeps coming back. Oh, When it spreads, it gets cultural. Let's go to the next slide. Look at this. When it spreads, it goes viral. And that's what we see here. And everything gets infected, right, with the goodness of God. You guys, this verse is so powerful. It's a vision for where our world is headed. It's a vision of reality. And, you know, sometimes you need, after you've been watching the news, which we got to watch, but man, you need to get your God vision on. Because the world wants you to see it their way, but we got to see it God's way. This is so powerful. I want to just invite us to stand up and let's read it together because it's that good. It's that good. It's worth standing for. It's worth giving an ovation for. Let's read it out loud and just take it in, guys. Look at how amazing this vision is from God for our world. Let's read it out loud. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Yeah, next slide. No? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, we're stalled out up there. Okay. And, oh, there it is. Okay. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Come on, isn't that good? That's good. I want you to consider this that word new, that word, it happens multiple times in the passage new heavens, new earth, new city, new Jerusalem. Everything new, that word "kainos." that's what we're talking about. God's vision for our world is renewal. It's to renew everything. And that means God's people say, God, start with me. That's the message of Jonah, right? God's like, I wanna go get Nineveh. I wanna go get the school district. I wanna go get areas in our world that are broken and need some restoring. But he's gotta start with God's people. He's gotta start with us. He's gotta start with our hearts. And that's what I love here is the vision of renewal for everything, all things. When you look at the world, what makes you just yearn for God to make things right? Maybe it's what you see going on between Israel and Palestine, right? Where do you sense the need for renewal? Maybe it's what you see in the news. Maybe it's what's happening in our own city. Maybe what's happening between you and your friends, you know, sometimes our friends, they start gossiping and turning on each other, right? Ever been there? You know, they're just kind of back by you. Gosh, is it getting any better than this? Really? I thought you guys were friends. Maybe it's your workplace, maybe it's in your home. Where is that when you look at your world? Where do you yearn for renewal? When you see injustice, when you see false ideologies being spread that are confusing people, taking people off God's truth. Maybe there it is. Where is it for you? Everything new. Go ahead and take a seat, guys. Thanks. Uh, my wife, when we were having our first child, she, my wife's crazy. She's a she's a passionate lady. She's intense, and she decided to do it naturally, so she didn't have an epidural. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my idea. You can't put that on your wife, right? And so uh, when I was coached to be with her to help her manage the pain, because see, she had to remember that the pain was good. The pain was bringing new life into the world. The pain wasn't there to kill her. The pain was to bring our son into the world. Are you with me? The contractions pushing that new life forth. You see, I feel like God needs to give us vision because pain is going to come for us. And we, some of us are in it right now. There's a guy I walk with on a regular basis who is grieving the loss of his wife and the mother of his four young children. And he feels pain. I have a friend who's in the hospital right now. They found a mass in his brain and he went from a hundred to zero and his family is spun upside down. There's some of us have been looking to get jobs for the last year and nothing quite seems to pan out and you're waiting and we feel pain. We feel the pain in the waiting. We feel the pain in gosh, God, where are you? Where is this headed? God, what are you doing in the midst of all this? That's why we need vision and we need renewed hope that in the pain, God is making everything new. I had to help my wife understand that the birth, the pain were birth pains, Bringing forth new life. So you know what I was coached to do? So we're in the delivery room, right? And she's there, she's grabbing it. She's in the full grip of it. And I'm timing the contractions. Babe, it's almost done. 10, nine, eight. It's, you're coming down, you know. It's almost past. And I'm trying to get her through it. And then she hits transition. The most painful time of the contractions. And you know what I was trying to do? I needed to give her vision of what the pain was for. So I had these little baby booties and I would dangle them in front of her. <laughs> Baby's coming, baby's coming. It's a way of giving her vision. Babe, it's okay. The pain, just relax into it. It's bringing our son into the world. No, yeah, seriously. And it it, it kept her clear about why she was feeling what she was feeling. And yes, of course, she did slap me across the face. (laughs) Amen, she did, she did. (laughs) But we need vision. We need vision when we're going through the pain. Because when we're not clear about the vision, the pain can become despair, discouragement. It can become toxic. It become bitterness. It can lead us away from God. Or it can lead us into versions of Christianity that are not aligned with the way of Jesus, right? We think of the Pharisees who somewhere were so tired of waiting for God and hoping in God that they decided to to pursue a religion of their own making where Jesus said, you have replaced the commands of God for your own traditions because you just need that feeling of control. We need vision when we're going through the pain. And that vision from the Bible is in God's own mouth. I am making everything new. And through the pain, he's bringing new life into our world. Renewal is the vision, is the Bible's vision for our world. A new creation, heavens and new earth, a new humanity, the city coming down, a new order, a new hierarchy of human relationship where all hierarchies are organized around the center of God's sovereignty and kingship and rulership over our life. Right here, we see God dwelling among us. That's what God wants for your life. And he wants it at the personal level where your life and your vision for your life is organized around the reality of God with you. And he has a vision for you in our world that is bigger than anything we could ever dream on our own. But it's gonna require us to hold to his truth, to live out his truth with his grace and to be bold as disciples of Jesus going into the world with his word in our hearts and his spirit. On our tongues. And I want to just invite um, the team to come out. because I, have a, I haven't been doing this alone. And as we go into this next stage, I want to, just, I want to talk about the, the vision. Actually, hold on, team. Hold on one second. The vision. First, the vision. Here, let's go to the next slide. Here's the vision for us. The vision is this, pursuing Jesus together for renewal in every generation. I want to invite us just to read it out loud together. Would you just join me? Pursuing Jesus together for renewal in every generation. What is your vision for your life? And does it, is it big enough? And is it as big as God's is for your life? That's what this is about. We need a vision for renewal that is bigger than the storms that we're facing personally and that we see out there in the world. We need a vision of renewal that's bigger than the storm. And this is something we can only do together. And it's for every generation. It's not something, it's not like, okay, the young crews come up, let them do it. Hey, let's let the older people do it because they, you know, they're responsible and they pay their taxes. So let's let them do it. They pay the bills, they can handle it. No, it's something we're all going to need to do together. It's for all people. And God wants to bring us together around a shared vision of what God could do in our church and in our world that's bigger than anything we've ever seen. I want to go to the next slide. We've been on a journey with our vision. Back in the 90s, it was knowing Christ and making him known. Then it was living in Christ and living out Christ. And then in the 2000s, it was transforming people, transforming our world. You guys, it's really the same thing with fresh language. And I feel because God wants us to own the vision for renewal. It takes some panache, some audacity to own that vision. To say, I believe in renewal. To be sitting there when you're not feeling it, when you don't see it in the moment, to say, I believe in renewal. I believe God's renewing me. When you're in the midst of some moment where you've failed yourself. I believe God's renewing me. When you come out of the news feed and you're watching what's happening in the world on fire and you say, God is renewing all things. We need a vision bigger than our storm. But how are we going to get there? How are we going to accomplish this vision? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I want to invite our leadership team. I haven't been doing this alone. I've been doing this with a team of leaders, of staff, and I want to get them out here. And I want them to walk us through what our mission is going to be and what our values are going to guide us in the way that we do what we do. So, yeah, come on out, guys. All the way out here. Yeah. I want to kick things off with uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bob McKenzie, to talk to us about our mission. Come on, brother. Yeah, you get the baton now, brother.
1: Good morning. Okay, my honor. It's a good thing I ran sound for junior high years ago. there. We go. <laughs> All right. So we have this mission. We have this pursuing Jesus together for renewal. It's pretty audacious. I love it. But the mission comes in of how do you get there? The mission is like, what do we do to get there? So let's say this together. Cultivating disciples Disciples who make disciples. disciples. So cultivating, preparing, training, equipping. That's what you should come to mind. Now it's disciples making disciples. This is not a new plan, right? This is what Jesus did with the first disciples. It is his plan. There is no plan B. We are the plan, right? Exciting and scary. It's really God has no plan other than us. Now, we've said before for many years that if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a minister of the gospel. You are God's official spokesperson. You are a disciple of Christ. It's a weighty responsibility but god has placed each and every one of us in different places in culture i call them spheres of influence whether you're at work home school wherever you are you might be the only follower of jesus in that place but you're god's disciple you're god's spokesperson in that place so our mission is disciples cultivating disciples who make disciples it's powerful now, I think we do a pretty good job of inviting people to church. We do. A lot of people get saved here. What we want to lean into is the next step. Someone comes to church that you bring, they follow. They start following Jesus. Our job is to come alongside, follow up, make sure that they are coached, prepared, and trained so that they then can go on and do what? Make another Disciples. disciple. Yes. Now, we've seen it in our financial giving and our prayer where I've used that phrase, a little from a lot goes a long way. It's the same way in discipleship. All of us just doing a little bit pushing that way will make a huge difference. That is how we'll move the needle. And that's how the vision of pursuing Jesus together for renewal in every generation, that's how it happens. It happens through the missions. Amen? Amen. 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 Now we're going to cover values Mark Freestat.
0: So we want to make disciples, but what type of disciples? And that's where the values come in. So we've been working on language for four values because the type of disciples that we are matters. These are things that we aspire for, things that we hope people will see from the inside of us flowing out. So number one, we're going to put up here, passion for God. And go to the next slide, and we'll read this out loud together. Here's passion for God. We cultivate an intense desire to seek, understand, and experience the fullness of God.
1: Passion for God is the first value. The second value is commitment to transformation. So read the description of what that means with me. We are dedicated to holistic transformation through Jesus, moving from brokenness to wholeness in every area of life. All
0: right, and our third value is devotion to community. So let's read this together. We invest time and energy in non-controlling, Christ-centered relationships that model servant leadership and Christian unity. And as our final value goes, we are devoted to community. Please read with me. We... I'm sorry. We follow Jesus. Jesus. Wait, 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 Let's go back. <laughs> Passion for all people. There we go. <laughs> all right. We follow Jesus into, into our, world our world by loving and, and serving those in, those in need as we, we build a bridge to our local and global community. Come on. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, team. Well, in some ways, listen, in some ways, this is already who we are. I think about it for a minute. Like, you can feel it. When we get here on Sunday mornings, we want to stoke and provoke passion for Jesus in one another, don't we? I mean, we don't want to just show up business as usual, go with the flow. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years, you have not even begun to be in awe of God's goodness, right? So we want that passion to grow. We're already committed to transformation. What, you know, with our skills, our marriage skills, our men's skills, our women's skills, the counseling department, our commitment to growth and healing. We are committed to getting into the deepest parts of our heart so that we can open the door to Jesus at deeper levels for his renewing work. What we're trying to do is bring really specific and focused language to now in this next season, bring focused attention and leadership to what we're doing. And I feel like God's calling us to a level of intentionality about the things we've already been doing to a new level, because I don't know about you, but The storms in our world are getting bigger and stronger. And we need a vision renewal that is bigger. We need a vision that's bigger than those storms. And so when I stand there in Revelation, I'm looking at what God is saying. He's looking through everything we're going to go through. At that point, that vantage point in Revelation, he's seen everything you're going to go through. Everything our world's going to go through. And he's already seen how it ends. And he's inviting us to see this world through his eyes. That's the vision that God needs to give to us. I want to invite the band to come on out. As the band comes out, I just want to invite you to reflect on where do you feel the entry point into this vision? Like, where do you sense the need for renewal? It could be in your personal life, right? It could be some area of your life that you feel you're really aware of the brokenness in your life. And for you, that vision of renewal starts with your own heart. Maybe for others of us, it's the tension is in your relationships, your friends, your spouse, your kids, or your coworkers. And there's a tension that you're like, God, I don't know how you can fix this. That is that holy discontent that God wants to take a hold of to draw you into a deeper dependence on him. It could be when you look at the news, when you read what's happening in the world, and it just feels like everything is getting crazy. Maybe that's your entry point. But together we're going to go into this. We're going to need every one of us because as we bring those longings for renewal with us, God is going to awaken our church and through us, God's going to stir things in our community. And you'll see over the next year, couple years, we're going to start to see things unfolding and the way we do things is going to begin to change, but it's all going to be in line with this vision, this mission and these values. So let's go into this song for a minute and bring your longing for renewal into it and offer it to God. As we go through this series next week, we're gonna watch Jonah walk into Nineveh, and we're gonna be talking about cultural renewal. God's vision for renewing culture, our society, our country, and our world. It's gonna take courage. I ain't gonna lie, it's gonna take courage from us. But if we have vision of what God is already committed to doing, that gives us courage. Because we already know who's gonna win. It ain't gonna be us, it's gonna be God. And thank God, it's not about us winning, it's about Him winning. He's gonna win and He wants us to join Him. It's so important for us as a church as we go out through these doors, that we're going out, not just with the desire for things to be better in our life, in our world, but with a vision of God at the center doing it. And that changes everything. Believe me, my friends, God is on the move. He is stirring up our discontent. He is stirring up our discontent with the way things are in our life. Come on. He's stirring up the discontent with the way things are in our world. We don't need to be afraid because the baby's coming. Now, don't slap me. Don't slap me. But he's coming. I want to send this out with a prayer. And as we go into this prayer, I want to just invite you to, if there's cynicism and doubt because you feel stuck and you're like, I don't know, Ryan, prayer against the world? Yeah, I don't think so. No, it's not prayer against the world. It is God for the world. As we go into this prayer, I want you to just consider like a step. Like I received another baton. I want to hand this to you. I wish I had a thousand batons to give to each one of you. Seriously, that would have been cool. Uh, maybe it would have killed our budget, but I could just hand you a baton and say, now go out and be a minister of renewal in your marriage with your friends, with your kids. But that's, we'll do this instead. We'll pray. Um, I'm going to lead, and I'll be the words in the white, and you get to be the big, bold, yellow underlined part. All right? Let's pray this together. O Lord, I have heard of your renown and your fame. We stand in awe, O Lord, of your mighty works in ages past. In our own time, in our own generation, renew your great works. Amidst our stars, make your presence. In our darkness.
1: Renew your spirit.
0: In our conflicts. Renew your love. For such a time as this. All right, maybe put a hand on the person next to you, your right and your left. Let's spread it out. Spread the love. Spread the love. We're in it together, right? As an act of being together. Yeah, I can come up here with this. Lord, we pray, send us out this morning with renewed vision of your great work to renew us personally our relationships, those nearest to us in our world. Send us out as ministers of the gospel in the power, in the name of Jesus and in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My friends, God bless you. I'll see you outside.